0: I really hope we can cut Taven Bryan. I don't even want to do his f-ing diary, man. His diary can burn in hell. Yeah. <laughs> One last diary. Just play like, Hold me now. I'm six feet from the air, and I'm thinking, <laughs> maybe six feet ain't social distancing. <laughs> Welcome to the Drunken Jaguar. This is Bentley Brown. Alongside me via call is Ased Asan. Ased, how has another week, another loss been for you?
1: It's been okay. Was not as fun this time, I would say. Would you agree with that?
0: Yeah, not a fun one, right? So we're kind of like, what are we? What's What's our, if our record was just like close games, but still a Justin Fields preserving loss versus really shitty games, (laughs) <laughs> that that also guarantee Justin Fields. Our, our our record is probably like four and two over the last six weeks. Would you agree with that?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would. I would say that's true. But this is actually a good thing in a way because like more push to get the coaches out of here. I guess.
0: But one of the only, I mean, one of the good stories we're still clinging to is like the you know f- rookie led team. What are we like the second or third youngest roster in the NFL? Still coming out, keeping games close, giving us a chance to win, and it was not the case this time.
1: Nope, it was um, a story that's very familiar to Jaguars fans. So wasn't it, Derrick Henry just running all over us? Oh man, that was comical.
0: Twenty six carries, two hundred fifteen yards, <laughs> two touchdowns along a forty seven. At some point, man, I don't know. Like I was watching the game delayed, uh, right? So I'm visiting family in Texas, and something else was on TV. And I, I remember seeing a Jaguar score, and I saw—I thought I, thought I saw the number 24 up there next to Jacksonville. So I was all excited when I came and watched it later on. I was like, "Oh, this is great! All right, another Derrick Henry run. Okay, like, <laughs> ah, fuck, yeah, fine, don't worry. Oh, another one. Okay, 31-3 or something. Fine, uh, we're gonna come back. It's gonna be 24-31 fourth quarter. You know, when when like do they that. come
1: back in this no nope. story then?
0: Did, did not happen. We almost had a comeback, though. Let's talk about that. Who who did the Jaguars? Well, I mean, you know, they, they took out Mike Glennon. Best Mike, sorry. Mike, best chance to win Glennon was replaced by someone else who is now our new best chance to win. And by the way, today we're going to do a best chance to, inspired by Doug Marone's best chance to win philosophy. Ooh. We're going to go around the team and offer some best chance to uh you know high school superlatives style awards to our beloved jaguars but best chance to offer the next best chance to win gardner Minshew came in <laughs> what what went through your mind when this was happening
1: i was pretty excited they like mentioned it in the broadcast that he was warming up and that usually means he might be going in i was happy to see him back in though you could tell he was pumped up though right he was he was all all ready to get up in there and when he did come in, they he led them to a, was it a touchdown drive? Yeah. One touchdown drive.
0: Yeah, one touchdown drive. And then I guess like a couple cases where they were driving fairly successfully, they probably would have kicked a field goal in normal circumstances, but went yeah. forward on fourth down and turned the ball over. Absolutely, yeah.
1: So, I mean, it wasn't terrible. I I think it's going to be Minshew for the rest of the season, which is, which is great. That's what I want. That's how I want to end this season.
0: Yeah, but we're still not out of the clear on Justin Fields. I mean, I feel like if we win two more games, we might lose that spot.
1: Have you seen who we play?
0: Dude, we got the Ravens, who we're definitely going to beat, right? Because of chemistry and Jaguars, f-ed up psychology and everything. Yep. Okay. And then, then we've got, um, the oh my God, the f-ing Chicago Bears. Uh, you know, Mike, best chance to win. Glennon versus Nick, best chance to win. Foles, who's been benched for. Uh, Mitch, best chance to win. Trubisky, who's going to be playing Gardner, best chance to win. Minshew. So anything could happen there.
1: Okay, well, maybe, but they played pretty good against the Texans with um, best chance to win. Mitch Trubisky, I guess it paid off. He he, he did give them the best <laughs> well, chance to win. They won.
0: Well, um, then we finish off the season with uh, <laughs> Indianapolis' only actual chance that we actually won. Colts. <laughs> so I'm nervous, man. I'm 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 f-ing nervous right now. Don't get too nervous.
1: Don't get too nervous. I think you're giving us a little bit too much credit.
0: A little too much credit. <laughs>
1: We're not, we're not going to win, man. We're not going to win. Don't, don't worry. Don't worry.
0: To be fair, Minshew did conduct one touchdown drive, but not not a ton after that. But the guy has passion. And I heard a very convincing argument from, of all people, Pete, Pete Prisco this, this week <laughs> on how Minshew isn't even good. He's not the answer, but he's not good. And this triggered me, man. I got to be really honest here. I got to I got to open up to my feelings. I need to be emotionally vulnerable and tell you that this triggered the fuck out of me because I like Minshew and I think there are many good elements to him and I think he's a very winning personality and he has charisma as a leader. I think that means something in the NFL. And Prisco's argument is that Minshew's on the way out. That he's the he's the last QB out of the three the Jaguars would keep next season with whoever they pick. Ugh, what the hell? Pete.
1: You, you know Pete Prisco just loves saying stuff, especially to make Tony Bacelli mad, and you know, sometimes he gives you the the harsh truth, you know. Did he say that on this previous Jags happy hour?
0: Yeah, but uh, Tony Baselli wasn't on my call. <laughs> it was like his week off or something. Oh,
1: was it? I didn't I didn't listen.
0: Maybe that's how Pete Pete just ran. He just ran free, man. He ran rampant. That's that's how he dishing out all this bullshit about Gardner Minshew not being good. Yeah, you
1: need Tony there to <laughs> neutralize him. That's funny. I'm sure JP gave him some pushback, though.
0: So let's look at the stats really quickly for this game. I'm a big box score nerd, especially in the doldrum years of Jacksonville Jaguars football, where all you have to look forward to is one or two people sticking off the uh, box score here. So looking at the stats for the game, we've got Minshew 18 of 31 for 178 yards and a touchdown. And given that was pretty late in the game. That was like mid-third quarter when he came in. Yeah, it was. Mike, uh, best chance to win Glennon, went 13 for 23 for only 85 yards. It's over a half, man. And that includes an interception. Total QB rating, 26.8. Oh! Dude, you have a you have a higher QB rating when you when you wake up out of bed and turn on the coffee brewing machine, man. You're already higher than 26.8.
1: That's true. It's true. He played bad. He played really bad. You could tell just the eye test told you, like, wow,
0: this is ugly. Old man, uh, slash very young, still very young, James Robinson, 12 carries, 12, uh, 12, 12 carries for 16 yards. He's a, he's a 12er, pun intended, this, this game for 67 yards along a 47 barely used, but that long obviously offsets, I guess, what was otherwise a, a lower uh, per yard per rush uh, average this time. But the guy's you know, well over 1,000 yards now. Um, receiving, Keelan had seven catches for 67 yards and a touchdown. After that, it was LaVisca for uh, six catches for 49 yards. And then it's just, you know, here and there, right? It's Colin Johnson, two for 33. Uh, Ozigbo, four catches. Tyler Eifert, a couple catches dj chark only two catches yeah what's up with that
1: yeah that's the talking point here (sighs) something's going on there it's it's kind of frustrating to see because every week i'm hoping you know he'll have that you know bounce back game and he hasn't had it yet like he hasn't played well since that game where jake luton came in at first against the texans he's been ineffective and i don't know whose fault it is i don't know what's going on but It kind of sucks to see, and it's scaring me. Like, does DJ Chark not want to be a Jaguar anymore? Like, what's going on? He's got to be pretty frustrated himself, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, we've been down this road before. I mean, hopefully everything improves with a better quarterback play next year. But maybe the issues are deeper than that. I mean, how many receivers have we seen have this slump, man? We've seen it, like, uh, year in, year out. Keelan Cole, after 2017— having a few hot games, including that catch against the Patriots, and then a total slump, mind games, uh, lack of confidence, whatever it is. D.D. Westbrook, we thought D.D. Westbrook would be the number one receiver during the full slash Minshew year, and, and he's more or less dropped off the map. So I, I don't know, man. The cynical part of me says, hey, Chark did not have an amazing rookie year. He had one good breakout year, 2019, last year that we uh, automatically assumed he was going to be a top 10 receiver in the NFL and it's falling apart now, I don't know. I don't know how to understand it myself, man.
1: Yeah, I, I honestly don't either.
0: So basically what I'm looking
1: forward to is next year. Next year if he is not a 1,000-yard receiver, he's not a number one receiver. He's not even like a number one on a team, like a first option guy on this team. So, I need to see something out of him next year. And I'm a big fan,
0: so I hope I do. One last point on the game before we move on to our best chance, too, is in terms of punting. And this is, you know, obviously for Jaguars fans, this is a very, very res- respected, revered stat line right here. Logan Cook punted four times, almost a 200, 200 yards of <laughs> punting. That sounds so bad. Almost 200 yards punting. punting. Um, Kern. Uh, for the titans also punted four times 165 yards Uh, forget the yards they both punted four times and we lost the game 31 to 10 What, what happened there from a football strategy perspective
1: well i mean they ran the ball all over us for one so they had the ball for a long time long possessions and then later on in the game you know when you're down by so much you stop punting the ball I mean, in a regular situation, he would have punted more, but, you know, or we would have kicked field goals too. But I don't know. How does that work?
0: One of life's mysteries. All right, man, are you ready to do the best chance two superlatives here? Let's do it. Okay. So just a little, little, uh, let you in on a little secret here. I have shown most of these to Assad, but he did not have much uh, of a head start to get going with them. so It's going to be pretty fresh here. And what we're going to do is read each superlative, imagining that Doug Marone's going to award this best chance to, to the player, <laughs> but it is, it is our choice, right? So Asad and I are going to be the ones who are selecting who gets the award. I think to the best of our abilities, try not to repeat a player, but if, if it needs to be done, then Hey man, it's just a podcast. So
1: Okay. I like these rules. All right.
0: All right, let's go ahead and start with some uh, some big ones. Some, uh, you, may, you may remember these from your own high school yearbooks, dear listeners. Mm. Classic yearbook superlatives on a, on a quick Google search. For the Jacksonville Jaguars, we know the best chance to win is uh, Mike Glennon, right? And, and it might be Gardner Minshew now. But what about the best all around? Where does that go?
1: Best all around now, um, what does that mean exactly? Best all around at what? Football? We talking outside of football i
0: would hope we're talking about football
1: hmm interesting the best all around i would have to say miles jack right
0: because he
1: played both sides of the ball he can do everything
0: okay literally all around best
1: all around literally all around yep
0: i think even on just defense alone i think that that's a very valid answer
1: yeah best seriously. all around
0: miles jack all right here we go uh life of the party <laughs>
1: Oh, this is a fun one, and this is a tough one. Who would you say? I have to th- think about this for a second. Oh, man.
0: I don't want to go you know the easy route too fast here, but I think Gardner Minshew's life of the party. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Personality, humor, and then just just demanding to be there in the middle of things right now.
1: I didn't even think about him. Where, where's my mind at?
0: Who are you thinking about? I was
1: going to go with uh,
0: Avery. Oh really, Avery Jones, classic party animal. Yeah, why? Why is that?
1: Um, I don't know. He just he seems like a happy guy when he's doing interviews and stuff. He seems very positive and upbeat. I want to go with Avery and those, you know, those big guys. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know
0: those big guys, man. <laughs> yeah, no,
1: seriously, those those big guys, uh, those big guys party. They love to have fun. They're always in the middle of things.
0: All right, here we go. What what about Class Clown for the 2020 Jacksonville Jaguars? Class Clown. Hmm. I would want to go with DJ Chark. He seems
1: like a pretty funny guy. But um, let's give it to Keelan Cole after his uh, nice quote he had a few weeks back oh. about playing for the Jaguars opposed to some bird teams like the Eagles or some shit, I believe he said.
0: Ooh. I like it. I like it. You know, if we could award this to a recent Jaguar, it would be Leonard Fournette, hands fucking down. Oh, definitely. He that guy. He's a funny guy. I don't know if we have anyone who's Leonard Fournette class clown level right now.
1: I don't think so. I don't know. It's. It seemed like our locker room had so much more personality. You know, a few years back when you're winning games and people know know these players, and you know these guys are young and stuff. So you imagine, like in the locker room. It probably takes them a few months and stuff to get comfortable with, you know, their teammates. So
0: Sure. Lenny's already a healthy scratch with the Bucks, man. You see that? Didn't even start. Oh,
1: my goodness. Yeah. Um, on part of my take, you know, very popular Barstool podcast,
0: our friend Big Cat
1: was talking about Leonard Fournette should be looked at as, like, the worst pick in that draft and not Mitch Trubisky. And people kind of skip over Fournette being a bad pick and they all point the finger to Mitch Trubisky thought it was an interesting point he's kind of right what a bad pick right he's a healthy scratch
0: i don't know man i don't know i don't know I there's ups and downs always ups and downs speaking of ups the most likely this is a weird one the most likely to have a child born addicted to starbucks or addicted, i guess coffee if we don't want to endorse starbucks here
1: that that is a weird one was that on google (laughs) was that just sitting there on google this is
0: just chilling on google man waiting for me here Yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) And you chose this one, why?
0: I chose this one because I actually have someone in mind. Okay, one more time, what's the question? (laughs) Most likely to have a child born addicted to coffee. Hmm. I don't know. Do you want to hear mine?
1: I do want to hear yours. Who do you got?
0: I also am cheating. I'm going to the past, the recent past. It's Nick Foles, Mr. uh, Bulletproof. You chose Nick Foles? He's all about that coffee. Nick Foles is one of the people he brews coffee in the locker room. He sells everybody on his product. He has a he has a, 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 an advertising deal with Bulletproof Coffee.
1: But Nick Foles isn't even on the team. Yeah, but
0: he's 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 uh, etched in our memories forever. So you're telling me
1: you chose a guy that's not even on the team and you're making me think of people on the team over here?
0: It was a little cruel, man. I know I know you don't really have access to, you know, who drinks coffee <laughs> or whatever, but <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm just
0: going with what exactly. I got, dude. I'm just going with what I got. God.
1: I'm going to go with um
0: jay gruden Ooh, i like it and why is that because he's white
1: (laughs) (laughs) i don't i don't have reasoning about it i guess um i guess i picked it based off of john gruden does that count
0: that that that, family man (laughs) it's all dna dude of course yeah yeah, yeah, totally totally
1: because that guy's crazy yeah uh, he talks like he injects coffee into his veins.
0: now we're talking now we're talking all right, let's go with uh, best chance to have a bromance. Best bromance on the Jaguars.
1: Oh, this is a good one. But this is a little tougher because it, I mean, we could have said Fournette and Ramsey back in the day, right? But not anymore. Who do you think is, is even close? I'm trying to think of people who've been
0: here. I'm thinking about who, like Ashlyn interviews on Instagram TV and stuff. She's doing IG Live, you know, Joan Taylor. And oh, who was it, man? I don't know. I don't do you, I, actually another way to spin this. Do you like do you think Joan Taylor and Cam Robinson like each other? They're both from they're from back-to-back drafts. They're both high-end prospects. Uh on the end, right? And uh both are like week in, week out people are asking are they the future? Do they have that potential to make it to the next level? And for the 2017 2018 season, it was all about uh Mr. Robinson. Right, right, and then he's kind of dropped off the map now. And then Juwan Taylor, I think, I think his reputation is pretty unsoiled so far. But everyone's still like, yeah, he's young, he makes some mistakes, whatever. Do you think these guys like have a super competitive relationship, or do you think that they're BFFs? Maybe they are BFFs.
1: I mean, I feel I would think that these guys on the offensive line are pretty close, and you know they both played in the SEC. I'll tell you this: they won't like each other this weekend, yeah. as um, they're colleges play each other in the sec championship oh
0: so i'm sure they'll be talking a little shit yeah but hey i mean some some of the best couples do that from time to time
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's true but i don't know the answer to your question because a lot of these guys just got here so the relationships haven't built i, I got i got i got your answer yeah, let's hear it doug marone and todd wash oh my god oh
0: Dude, I'm throwing up here, man. Ugh.
1: I think that's the right answer.
0: <sighs> I am all for acceptance and inclusivity, but that relationship disgusts the fuck out of me, man. <laughs> it's,
1: it's toxic.
0: It's, it's very toxic. It's, it's harmful for everyone around. But them.
1: it is the best. It's the best one, I guess, I would say.
0: Their relationship is harmful for millions <laughs> of people. It's true. It's true. All right. Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, back to our best chance two here. Who's got beauty and brains? <laughs> Ooh, beauty and brains. Might
1: have to go to Gardner Mitchell on that one based on the wonderlick right? Huh? Brains. Yeah, I guess so. The hair, and the hair. Beauty.
0: I know. I know. Oh. That sounds about right. Yeah. If we are if we hadn't given Miles an award, I think I think Miles Jack would be I was gonna say as well.
1: Yeah, I kinda wanted to pick Miles Jack he's, for like everything. He's the, like every question you were asking. He's the quarterback of our defense.
0: <laughs> all right. Um let's see. Let me get a good one here. <laughs> Since these have all been terrible so far. All right, Jacksonville Jaguars. Who is the most athletic? Straight up.
1: The most athletic guy on our team. I'm gonna go with Lavisca Chenault. Ooh, he seems like he can do everything. I've, I think he can jump. He can run. He's big. He's strong. I think he can do everything. I'm sure he used to play basketball back in the day. Yeah, we right? played. We
0: played a bit of pickup. We 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 ran fives. Okay, ran fives. Oh five, yeah, yeah in Boulder. Yeah. yeah, you told me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, he was pretty easy to guard, but other than that,
1: so. yeah, I mean, he is a football player, so that kind of makes sense. <laughs>
0: We no joke. We do play. We play pickup a lot with a lot of football players, and they they're assholes, man. Oh, I bet. Oh, I. <laughs> they're all I like bet. buddy buddy, not taking it seriously. It's like a really boring game, to be honest.
1: Mm. Interesting.
0: Very interesting. Um, I might go <sighs> defense. I might go like Josh Allen on this. Oh, I forgot about him. Um, Yeah, but I think we're still, I think still kind of a time will tell here. I mean, I think with LaVisca, the guy's like, what was it, the comment, like he's putting himself into too much risk still. So if he's, he's getting us an extra two or three yards after the hit on every play, but if that costs him, you know, the risk of injury, I don't know if it's really worth it. And I don't know how that falls into athleticism, but it feels like it's kind of contrary, you know? Yeah.
1: I mean, that's just what he does. That's what he does. Physical player. (laughs) I like it, though. I love it. I love that style. Pumps up the fans, too. Fans love it.
0: I've already got one for this, but uh, this is a superlative on Google. Best car.
1: (laughs) Oh, who would have the best car? This is a good one as well. Would it be someone young, like a rookie, that just wanted to buy something?
0: Yeah, like blow his money too early. Yeah. Or is it some big contract guy who does nothing but ride around in a car? (laughs) Andrew Norwell. (laughs)
1: Sorry. Yeah. yeah, so I'm gonna go with uh Joe,
0: oh Slobert, Joe here.
1: Slobert. All right, with that nice contract he got from us.
0: Oh, nice. What's his What's his uh eye catching vehicle? What
1: ah Let's see,
0: he's a big bigger
1: guy, so he's driving <laughs> some kind of truck, right? <laughs> is, he, is he driving a Ford Raptor? Is that what he's driving?
0: Oh wow, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, it's
1: it's a big truck.
0: It sounds like it.
1: It's expensive too.
0: I mean, we do have to give a special mention to Josh Lambo, who is named after a very nice car.
1: I was gonna, I was gonna choose him for that reason exactly, but I feel like you were gonna uh, ask a question that he that he fits <laughs> Low-hanging
0: into. Low hanging fruit, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, um, let's go back to a little bit more of a serious one here. Who is the most changed? You mean
1: changed on the field, off the field, personality?
0: We're probably talking mostly on the field here. And it might be a mixture of personality and on the field. Okay.
1: Hmm. The most changed. I mean honestly, you could say DJ Chark, but in a bad way. Most changed I mean, this guy was very happy.
0: I was thinking I was thinking positive first. Oh, okay. I mean he was he had a, you know, lackluster rookie season. And then blows up. That's pretty That's pretty huge change. Mm-hmm. And then now you're saying already you think that he's, you think the whole demeanor has changed this year. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously you could see it on the stat sheet as well, but you can also see it in how he's acting. Usually he's, you know, pretty happy guy, pretty positive, and dancing around, having a good time, but you can sense some frustration from him. And that, it's a lot of change.
0: On a similar note, most likely to not change at all. Hmm.
1: This is the one I'll give to Josh Lambeau. Don't change ever, Josh Lambeau.
0: Yeah, I see. I can see that. I can see that. And that's the thing with kickers. They have to be consistent. Consistency is their strength. Yeah. And lack of it is is the greatest weakness.
1: Exactly. I think he should definitely get that award. And the dude's just awesome, too.
0: Uh, don't ever change,
1: is what I'm saying, too.
0: I think Shad Khan might have the... <laughs> oh my god! Also, most likely not to change. <laughs> had
1: to change coaches.
0: Here we go. Here's an interesting one. The best shoulder to cry on, Jacksonville Jaguars, 2020.
1: Hmm. I think this must might be your best one yet. But it's a great question. Who you got?
0: Um, John Osher, Jaguars radio, who runs the daily blog. That he's got this streak of I don't know, God knows how many years where he just takes fan questions day after day after day after day and respond to them.
1: Mhm. That's your choice, huh? Yeah,
0: not really not really on the field. On the field I can see some players. I can see some players being that buddy, you know. Probably Calais used to be that, but there's no Calais definitely. now.
1: I was going to say he would definitely be the easy choice. What about Taven Taven Brian, huh? I
0: don't want to say Taven because Taven's the one who should be doing the crying.
1: That's true, but you can cry on, on each other's shoulders as well.
0: Yeah, but you have to be provoked to cry. If you see him crying, you're only filled with remorse and guilt for selecting him first round. There's no other feeling that you can have.
1: That's very true. Maybe Taven's not the right answer here, and he's not very reliable.
0: You know, I don't know if he's a good shoulder to cry on. Hey, there's someone we haven't brought up yet, and I think this guy probably has an emotional side to him. Um, I think that he's, you know, he's been through some ups and downs. He's had some great successes and a lot of non, not as successful moments. And he he's probably there to help a buddy out, and it's Andrew Wingard. Oh
1: my God! Did you have to?
0: I can see him totally his shoulder cry on. And he's like, "Bro, you all right?" And then nah, 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 nah. and then he's like, <coughs> "Yo, you want to hit this Andrew ah, Wingard right there, right there? Did. Best friend you can ask for."
1: That sounds like a pretty good friend to me. And Andrew Wingard does, yeah, very very personable guy. I'm sure. Dewey, we call him Dewey.
0: Oh, <laughs> we we call him Dewey. We call yeah, him we Dewey from, from Colorado. We we call him Dewey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, not going too far here on the emotional spectrum. Biggest uh, drama king or drama queen on the Jags? Oh. Uh, now this this I mean you know I lament the departure of uh, our revered uh, Yannick Ngakwe for this one, but who else could be drama queen king? Wow, whatever.
1: This is a kind of a hard one because we lost all our dramatic guys.
0: We intentionally got rid of anyone on the like drama spectrum.
1: Mm-hmm. Who seems like they got attitude out there. Let's go with. Oh, I keep thinking wide receiver.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who's got who's gotten emotional in games. That's what
1: I'm trying to think of
0: right now. But like undeservedly. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm trying to think of, and we just don't have anything to get emotional about, man. Like, yeah, there's there's not a lot out there. I mean, I dude I cannot tell you, man. Since like week three, my heart rate does not change while watching the Jags, man. It doesn't change. Yeah. If anything, it, it hits like its weekly low watching the Jags. It's like, okay, yeah, cool. Oh, that's fun. Oh, look at the pass. Uh, oh, oh, teal on black today. Interesting. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's definitely.
1: it. <laughs> okay. I think I have an answer for you. Like most dramatic, emotional, I would say maybe Cam Robinson. Oh, nice, Cam Robinson, right? Isn't that the right answer? Yep, yep, yep,
0: yep, yep. Yep. Sounds yep yep right. down in the dumps. Occasional, you know, game crushing penalty. You know, doesn't yeah. want to be blamed for things. Wants to make everyone happy. Yep. Yeah. There it is. Boom. No. Yeah. Or Tony Khan on Twitter, but that's another story. Or him. All right, are you ready to wrap this up? We're I'm almost done here. Yeah. I hope, you're, I hope you're enjoying it. Yeah. For our final, most likely to slash best chance to award for the Jacksonville Jaguars 2020, who on the Jacksonville Jaguars is the biggest flirt?
1: Ha. Who's single? Who's not single? Who do you think is a flirt?
0: Unfortunately, there's not always a difference in that, but yeah. <laughs>
1: especially in the nfl i don't think they give a shit (laughs) oh man this one's tough because you want to just say Gardner Minshew right off the bat don't you
0: you you would think you it's the jean shorts right
1: yeah and how he dresses and everything
0: insinuations of alcohol right irresponsibility with alcohol
1: it's a big one (laughs) ah okay let's let's go with
0: Let's go with James Robinson. She goes, like, random ass. Exactly, random ass, dude. James Robinson. James Robinson, Robinson yeah. He's
1: very quiet on the field, right? Not, not very much emotion on the field. But when it comes to the ladies, he has some game. He, oh. That's where he saves all his words for. <laughs> yeah,
0: because he's he's stone cold, right? And he's like, he's putting up the numbers. He's always impressing, you know? And then they ask him, hey, how did you do this? What did you feel about this? Whatever. Nothing, just silence. Just a stern glare. I don't know what could work more than that combination right there. I think he's. I think he's the one. He's the flirt. Yeah. What a pick! What a what a pick, man. Well done. Well done. (laughs) Sleeper, sleeper, man. Sleeper. (laughs) (laughs) Just like he was in real life. So I said, let's uh, talk about around the NFL. Got to start off. I and mean, we usually like to keep this closely connected to the Jacksonville Jaguars. We've touched a little bit on some um, connections during our Best Chance 2 series just now. But Ravens-Browns, I don't know how many times they lateral the ball. <laughs> Last chance play. Browns-Jarvis Landry runs the ball out of the back of the end zone, costs them another two points. They lose by five and millions of dollars. Oh. Switch hands. Did that affect you at all? It did affect me a little bit. I had a college
1: basketball slash NFL parlay, and I did have Cleveland plus three. (laughs) And the funny part was, so I'm watching the game live or whatever, and I'm watching this happen live, and I wasn't even thinking about it. I literally didn't think about it until Jarvis Landry's in the back of the end zone. And then... You know, the clock goes final. They don't switch the score on the scoreboard or anything.
0: It took them a minute.
1: It was it, crazy. It took them a while. And I all I'm thinking in my head was, well, that's a safety. And they get two points. And I just lost. I knew it right away. I was like, I was like, maybe they won't switch the score. Maybe they'll just leave it like that. But I knew it because of the money and the betting. So it definitely mattered.
0: It took so long to change that score that I was wondering if there was an NFL rule, maybe a new rule. That discounted any score uh, on the team that was already losing. I don't know what the f I was thinking. It was weird.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's there's no explanation. Yeah. It was weird. And it was a fantastic game. It was a lot of fun to watch. Cleveland's a good team. And, of course, we all saw the Lamar cramp uh, shitting sh- his pants situation. We don't know what happened yet. He's claiming it's still cramps, but... It was that was bizarre what happened, you know. He's cramping, they say it's questionable to return. McSorley gets hurt, and he says, Okay, I got to go back in. Fourth down, they score a touchdown. Like, what the hell was going on during that game? And then Baker goes back and they score. What a great game! Really fun game.
0: Um, and, and the funny thing is, you're not a huge fan of either of those quarterbacks, so I don't know what it's like for you to watch this because they're both, I mean, they both have their moments, right? You can't deny,
1: yeah definitely not a fan of either of them but they're two good teams i'd like to see them play again now afc north is pretty fun to watch
0: well steelers are you know kind of on a slide right now and the jags should have beat them that would have been hilarious
1: okay we got to give a shout out to buffalo they are really good and i hated on josh Holland so much coming out even year one year two i was like i don't think he's very good even last year in the playoffs i was like i don't know if this guy is really the answer He did a total flip for me, dude. Total flip. I think this guy's elite. I think he's top five right now
0: in the (sighs) league at quarterback. He's amazing. Wow. And they play our Denver Broncos on Saturday.
1: Yeah. That's,
0: that's going to be an open. Okay. What else? Jalen hurts
1: played for the Eagles and they ended up winning another rookie coming in shows, uh, shows value of the young quarterback, man. I'm so excited for Justin Fields now. Holy shit.
0: I know, but well careful, man, don't jinx it here. I mean I, I'm also like I, I, am I, am I just am I stupid? I just rem- <laughs> I just remember past drafts. I mean it seems like the last two or three drafts, any quarterback taken the like f- first two rounds has come in and done some cool stuff and obviously it's too early to tell for a lot of those quarterbacks and even even the front runners like Kyler Murray, have down moments and we we just don't know about longevity and stuff um lamar jackson despite winning the MVP, could even be included in that category no
1: yeah yeah,
0: but right. but i man back in my day all right so back in my day we're talking like 2013 <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, i <I'm> just kidding <laughs> dude it, it was not a guarantee you could draft a quarterback and in, in with the second pick or the third pick or the eighth pick or whatever and it's not a guarantee it's going to work out. I just see it seems like the success rate is better now. Do you, do you feel something's changed there? Or the Jaguars, have they just had really bad luck at their it's,
1: No, it's definitely changed. There's so many good college quarterbacks that come out now that, like, basically I would say your chance of getting a quality one is better than it used to be. And especially, like, your chance of getting a quality one in the top 10 is, you know, it's a, it's a lot better. Which is great. I mean, it's great news for the league. It's happening everywhere. I, I mean, we saw firsthand drafting what drafting quarterbacks early on
0: did to us. So
1: hopefully it's not like that again,
0: <sighs> ever. Oh, I hope not, man. I hope not. Anything else as we wrap up today? Well, Houston and
1: Chicago played the Mitch Trubisky versus Deshaun versus one of the quarterbacks we could have got. And Mitch Trubisky has a higher winning percentage than Deshaun Watson since entering the NFL. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> wow. Uh but uh, speaking of the Ravens, we have the Ravens this weekend.
0: Who do you got? Oh, Jaguars, all the way man, all the way. No doubt, my friend. No cool. doubt, man. It, it was this
1: one could be ugly. We, we had our
0: slump, all right, but as as statistics show, we play two games, play a really bad game, play two good games, right? Play a really bad. Game. We're we're back on our two good games streak right now, okay? You know, last week we, we did, we dropped the ball a little bit as some of the announcers put it with Rosa slipping on like 8 million field goals and extra point attempts and kickoffs oh and everything, goodness. losing <laughs> footing. All right. So we, we, we lost a little bit of footing. All right. Another, another phrase that was used for the Jaguars by the CBS national team during the halftime highlights was you're allowed to tackle him <laughs> about Derrick Henry. Right. So we, you know, we've. We 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 we've been reminded. We've been gently reminded that we are indeed allowed to tackle the other team's offensive players, uh, whoever's got the ball. And I think that we're gonna we're gonna do that. We're gonna do that. I think we're gonna expose Lamar's lingering COVID complications and pull off a miraculous victory. All
1: right. Well, let's hope that does not happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Let's hope we don't win, even though this would be the one that I want to win. But I just don't see it happen. We can't, we're not going to stop the run, man. It's going to be hard.
0: Dude, every single one of these games is going to be fun to win. It would be nice to bookend, right? It would be very poetic. I think, okay, I don't want to beat the Colts. I really don't. <laughs> um, I, I think I want to beat the Colts only if we bookend. Only if, like, you know, there's no Trevor Lawrence at stake. And it's the last game. And we go out and just, like, destroy them. And we went 2-0 and against the Colts, a la Titans versus us in 1999. <laughs> we just we 2-0 oh, we knock them out of the division lead you know like they they like narrowly missed the playoffs or something all because of us that would be oh. awesome
1: okay so that would be a situation which would be cool because they will be fighting for that wild card spot i don't know what's going to no happen doubt. in the next no leads, doubt but how crazy yeah. would it be if we beat them again no doubt and that's the reason they don't make the playoffs that would be comedy
0: i'd love that i'd love it amazing um, it's kind of a narrative too, right? People can say like, "Well, the Jaguars did beat the Colts twice <laughs> last year." You know, there so is something to talk about, some kind of optimism. The other thing is the the Bears, like we said before, man. If this magical scenario when Nick best chance to win, if he falls, if, if he can come in to replace uh, Mitch best chance to win Trubisky, and we've got uh, Gardner best chance to win Minshew already playing against Nick Foles, oh, or even if Mike best chance to win Glennon comes in and plays either one of those guys, it's just this like cesspool of mediocrity. That play. And to win that game would be satisfying in some way. But the Ravens is a big one for me. I have a former professor from my master's program who was an and a big Ravens fan um, who made fun of my bike. And uh, I was a graduate student in severe debt and I didn't have much to prove for with my bike. So the fact that they felt the, the, the rights to make fun of my bicycle... <laughs> and to be a Ravens fan at the same time means that they can go for themselves and i hope the Ravens lose i love it
1: because i actually really don't like the Ravens and i don't like Ravens fans so f- the Ravens
0: man <laughs> the that ravens <laughs>
1: that's all i got man that's all i got well, this has been a good one
0: <laughs> well thank you everyone for tuning in to the drunken jaguar as always you can follow us at junkin draguar on twitter i'm bentley brown at Weld brown on and
1: i am ased at that young ased everyone remember saturday is a big 10 championship so uh, i think it's at 10 a.m go watch justin fields play
0: fingers crossed go justin jacks go justin jack yeah go jack go jacks